Welcome to the Ever Evolving Podcast. I'm your host, Grace Weatherly, a women's mindset and embodiment coach. From this podcast, you can expect real life, raw and relatable topics and conversations with both myself and guests sharing powerful and personal experiences, lessons and tools in order for you to feel seen, inspired and even more equipped to enhance all areas of your unique life. My intention is for you to come to listen, learn and connect, especially and most importantly to the true you. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, welcome back to the Ever Evolving Podcast. Today I am joined by my amazing husband, Jacob. What up? (laughs) (laughs) And we have some kid free time this morning. Luna's with a sitter, so we are taking the opportunity to sit down together and record some podcasts on, yeah, topics that we feel people need to hear about more that need to be normalized. And this specific episode, we're going to be chatting and diving into and sharing all sorts of things around the way that we parent. I suppose there's not really terminology that I feel suits it, but new age parenting, conscious parenting, but just parenting aligned to everything we know around mindset and human behavior and imprinting and um, just general psychology really, isn't it? Like, yeah, just everything we know around that. Yeah. So we're going to be diving into that and sharing that with you to help more people be aware of it, I suppose, and to get an insight into what we do and how we do things, because everyone that is close to us or meets Luna always comments on how she is, how we're with her and how that's a model, I suppose, for them and how they want to be when they're parents or if they're already parents, yeah, what they want to start applying. And I feel as well, a lot of people don't necessarily have both parents on board. There might be one parent that's aware of certain things around language and how to speak to your child and how to listen to them and what to do. And then the other parent isn't necessarily on board yet. Um, So for both of us to be so on board and so aware of these things, yeah, I think it's a great model to share and for people to see about. So that's what we're going to be diving into today. And yeah, I suppose I'd love for you to just start on what you want to share around it. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's been, it's been a journey for me as a father because early on in Luna's life, I very much felt, I felt useless basically because when, and and for, for those that might not know, we had a, we had a home birth. So we birthed at home with our incredible doula Maggie, uh, through the, I can't remember what it was called, Newcastle Home Birth Program. Uh, midwifery. Midwifery Program, whatever the fuck it was called. Um, and <laughs> we, from the very moment that Grace fell pregnant, we always knew that we were going to be different parents. And Grace definitely took to that more than what I did early on. Um, we did this thing called first 40 days where yeah grace and luna basically just were skin to skin for 40 days straight breastfed bed sharing grace was nourished like an absolute 
goddess and yeah I just sort of didn't know what to do at that point and then it was probably only from when Luna was god I'd say six months old mm. it's it probably at least six months where I just didn't really know what I was doing and kind of just only did what I thought I knew and I did what I thought I did what I knew from what I'd seen my parents do and other parents do from when I was growing up and then just having many conversations with Grace around how we wanted to do things with Luna really opened my eyes to what was possible for me as a father and I mean everyone yeah like I said Grace like Grace said we get people comment all the time on how we are with Luna and when I'm with Luna by myself uh I get so many comments on how I am with her and just how much she adores me and just it's I just am so grateful that I'm at I'm in the position I am with with Luna and just the way we connect and talk to each other it's it's nuts however it's it's taken a lot of work for sure and yeah like Grace said it's there's not really a terminology that we can use for it like it's it's conscious parenting or modern day new age whatever the hell you want to call it but we from my side it's been really empowering for me which has definitely then empowered Luna to be super independent and for me just taking on responsibility with her and just not believing that it's all up to Grace to just do things with Luna like yeah that's been that's been probably one of the biggest things just knowing that I can have responsibility with Luna and do a really good job and just changing that narrative of like fathers are useless like and I see it all the time if I'm out with Luna like I've had comments before of like oh you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't let her run away or you shouldn't let her run off by herself and I'm like yeah but you don't know that she just walks by herself like 400 meters away from me and then just turns around and goes oh daddy and then just runs back to me like yeah it's been so good to just change that narrative I feel Mm. yeah well even those comments that get made still of oh, like, are you looking after Luna today? That's so nice of you to do that as a dad. And it's like, that's just parenting. Yep. Um. (laughs) So nice of you to babysit your own daughter today. Uh, What? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And those subtle comments and perceptions around parenting um, that we just fully obliterated. Mm. But also, like you were just saying, that's so funny. We talk about it all the time. We... This is jumping a little bit, but we let Luna, we trust Luna and therefore she trusts herself from the get-go, whether that's in her abilities at the playground and exploring her environment. We watch her and we hold that space for her and we help her where needed when she gives cues and asks for it, but we give her her space and in turn she deeply trusts herself and her abilities in her body and capabilities and all children are ingrained with that naturally if it's allowed to flourish and everyone comments that she's so brave and so confident at the playground. They ask how old she is, but that's just our norm because we just let her do her thing. Mm. And as well, you know, when we're at shopping centres or wherever, we let her do her thing and we're always watching her, but she might run ahead because she wants to go somewhere and we're following her. 
and people freak. Like I get so much enjoyment out of seeing people's <laughs> reactions to seeing a child that they think is alone just because they're not one centimeter away from a parent. Mm. And I honestly had an experience. It happens all the time in different ways, but I had an experience the other day at the shopping center in the supermarket. Oh, that's right. Luna had ran to the exit gate. It's still going to, she would still be running into a center. She's not in danger. And this older man like she was probably 20 meters away from me not even that and she was just like running towards the exit gate which would again go into another center was barely busy there's no danger but this older man freaked and he starts running after her to grab her and i had to yell out she's fine she's fine like do not pick up my child because and i look at it the flip and people being concerned and all of this but there's just so much fear ingrained into children and them getting lost and getting kidnapped and it's like if you're living in that fear all of the time like that is honestly for me that's no way to live and we're still we're still watching her yeah and we can still see her all the time just because she's a few meters away um like we're coming but people seriously they they see her and they start looking they freak out they're like who's with this child and that's just the that's the response every time that we're not right beside her um, which I think is just funny, really. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think it's hilarious. Especially when, like, she'll literally be two metres in front of us. And there's a lot of older generation, mm-hmm. I feel, that have made these comments to us. And, mm-hmm. and we're not saying that these comments happen all the time either. Like, it's probably been, oh, actually. It happens pretty often. Yeah, it does happen pretty often. <laughs> I was about to say, oh, it's only been a handful, but it's probably been, like, seven handfuls. Yeah. And it's definitely older generation that make these comments and... Yeah, like Luna will be two meters in front of us and we'll be walking and uh, like an old lady, for example, will be like, oh, is she with you? Like, you just got to make sure you be with her. And it's like, yeah, she's two meters in front of me. Like, I'm not going to hold her hand through the entirety of her life. Like, I don't want to teach Luna that I will hold her hand through everything. I want to know, I want her to know that I fully trust and support her with whatever decision she makes. Mm. I don't want to baby her. Mm. And I I look at so many people these days and I'm just like, yeah, you were babied. Like you were just, you were protected. Like you were protected from everything. And then we get people that come into the real world, like when they're 17, 18, 19, 20, and they've got no fucking clue what to do because they've never been allowed to have their independence. And they're just bludgeon off Centrelink or bludgeon off mummy and daddy and they expect everything to be done for them because that's what they were taught as kids and there's no fucking way Luna's going to be doing that I'll say I don't care how controversial it is but I don't care if I get a thousand comments a day saying oh make sure you be with your kid I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because the kid that we have created she's insane like she's just so independent and just has so much trust of like you said just so much trust in herself and that's come from us just fully trusting her and we're not saying that she has been perfect the entire time as well like we literally had uh just yesterday i was out cleaning our car and luna was outside with me and she knows that she needs to hold her hand across the road and i was probably what maybe like five meters away from her and i was like you hold daddy's hand when you go across the road and she sort of just smiled at me with a little smirk and just backed onto the road and I was like don't do it like you need to come back up here and then she just like went onto the road and it's like that does happen and it happens to all kids like 
all kids try and really push the boundaries with mm. and that's just her pushing the boundaries and seeing how much we really do trust her mm. and it's like yeah i'm not quite ready for <laughs> you're you still to, an 18 month <laughs> yeah i'm not quite ready for you to cross the road by yourself just yet like you don't understand traffic and you don't mm. understand that kind of thing and it's like yeah we we understand that but it's yeah it's those those little comments and you know uh yeah like that old guy trying to fucking grab luna it's like just just calm down a bit mate like mm. we've, we've got it fucking covered mm. yeah and a lot of what we do is more so just unlearning unlearning mm. everything that got taught around parenting and how you need to discipline them and <laughs> all of these sorts of things and as well just coming back to basics of it not being so complicated not being so damn complicated and just if you listen to your child and are present with them and actually put trust in them and know that you're the adult but they they know like and they are communicating all the time then it makes it so much easier in a sense and yeah just it just shows in how Luna is in you know herself and with us and everything like that um and I suppose that as well brings me to, yeah, how we listen to her and really applying the whole seek to understand, then be understood. There's this narrative that people held and have taken on still of, you need to listen to me. Are you listening to me? And they get angry at their kids for not listening, but they're not listening. They're not taking the time to listen. And it ties into everything. Like Luna woke up the other night middle of the night screaming she's so upset and you know it's late at night you're a human being it can be really easy to be frustrated and just be like what the hell is wrong like just go to sleep and bringing that into even those hardest and most challenging of moments as a parent and being like okay like what's going on like you're crying for a reason mm. they're not they're not trying to manipulate you they're not capable of that they're not trying to you know just cry for no reason they're there's a reason and you might not need to know it necessarily, but you know, with Luna, I checked in and I really just listened to her and I could tell that she actually just wasn't with it at all. And she was so out of it. And she, it was apparent that she just had this really intense dream and hadn't even come back from it yet. She couldn't even tell like it was necessarily Jacob and I, and she just needed to be held in that. But if I didn't take that time to just listen in, whether it was verbally or just into how she was acting and, everything like that and instead was just like go to sleep you need to go back to sleep why are you crying and trying to get her to listen to me it dis it brings disconnect and disharmony to the relationship and to the dynamic just trying to be the one in control and thinking you know better all the time yeah yeah and there's just so much power in noticing where you struggle to be with your child and to listen to them or yeah to be with them in their emotions and notice that that's from where you weren't held or supported as a child and that you can dive into that and hold yourself in that too and that's been huge for me like if Luna's really testing me for me it's when she's really upset and just she's trying to get a need met through ways that she's discovered whether it's you know being snappy or she's just really overtired when she's really overtired that tests me and I need to really breathe into and hold myself 
in that because my inner child just wants to scream at her because I wasn't held in that. Hmm. I was just punished and told off and that's almost my natural instinct. And sorry, I'll let you speak in a minute. Um, But that's something that a lot of my clients realise they have is this fear of being like their parents. They fear doing what their parents did, being mean or hard or abusive whether verbally or even physically they have this deep fear of being like their parents but in turn they unintentionally create that because they focus on it so much and don't maybe have the tools to understand that they come out so instinctually especially with children or with a partner it's like that is triggered massively and you could do all the work before having a child and it'll still get triggered because when you're there in that moment yeah, if you don't have the tools, you are going to unintentionally be exactly like your parent because yeah. you weren't, it's your inner child and you weren't held in that. And just continually, yeah, looking at that. And if I'm really struggling and getting really triggered, I will ask Jacob and just be like, I need you to be with her because I'm going to act in a way that I really don't want to. And then I, yeah, I hold myself in that and remove myself from the situation. Yeah. It's probably been one of the biggest things for us as parents, I feel, just noticing that we are running... Notice that if Noticing that we have run patterns that our parents have taught us and just unconsciously continuing to run it and then being like, wait a minute, this is not how I want to do things. Like, mm. I want to be like this with Luna. So then we change that. Mm. And it's like we're breaking that we're breaking those generational beliefs day in, day out. Cause it's like, we are aware enough to look at, yeah. Like you just talked about, we're aware enough to look at all of that and go, okay, well that's definitely something that I need to look at for myself because that's what I didn't get as a kid. And mm. then I'm just continuing that, but I really want to give that to Luna, but I just can't do it right now. So I'm just going to take a step back mm. and then I step in or I step back and you step in like whatever it might be. And it's probably been one of the biggest things for me just looking at it and looking at those looking at how I was parented Mm. and then realizing that that's probably just how my parents were parented and how (laughs) they were parented and how those parents were parented and so on so on so on so on so on it's like cool well I mean I turned out okay I think (laughs) like just thinking back to my childhood and, and like hearing how I was spoken to as a kid and how I responded as a kid in just specific situations and just thinking, well, I don't want Luna to be like that mm-hmm. and just going, well, how, how can I show up differently if that situation was to arise? And there's been times where Luna's, yeah, really overtired and it's just triggered the hell out of me. And yeah, my response is to just get really frustrated, mm-hmm. like really angry and like just basically be really blunt and stern with Luna and she just doesn't take it. She doesn't take to it at all. And that's just how I was spoken to when I was really overtired. And it's like, oh, well, this is how she's responding because she knows that she doesn't want to be spoken to like that. And she she knows that I can speak to her in a way that she wants to be spoken to in a way that I know I can speak to her. And yeah, that's been massive to just, yeah, fully lean into that and yeah, try it on and just see how it works and, yeah, we've obviously had fucking insane results with it because the way that Luna responds to the way we speak to her now is mm. incredible. Yeah. And as well, 
you know, that comes into the little moments of being aware of how you're speaking to your child and working with that and working with them. I mean, it's like the topic I've talked on on your cycle and it's like working with it rather than against it. It's like the more you push, the more that they're going to push back because they know <laughs> like yeah. doing her hair. It's like getting her to, you know, create a bit of a routine in it and make it enjoyable and fun and light. It's like getting her to sit down in her certain spot and doing her hair and making it fun. And, you know, there's been times for both of us in situations like that where it's like she's not sitting down or you haven't done the things to create the environment to have it be the experience that you want. Mm -hmm. And then they're fighting it and she's running around or she's running and you're trying to do her hair. And, you know, this happened for you recently where... (laughs) A, a few times you'd done her hair and you'd gotten frustrated with her for not sitting still. And then she was fighting it more and more when you try and do her hair. And I know pretty much everyone that is listening to this podcast either had a dad or a mum that would get frustrated at them when your hair was getting done or whatever was happening. And then that anchored that to that experience. So then you hated getting your hair done or you despited, like despited despised 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 your parent in those situations because you just knew they'd get frustrated so you wouldn't want to get your hair done whatever the situation was and I just said to Jacob because we know about anchors and all of this stuff around emotions and I was just like cool I know why you're getting frustrated but just be aware and just look at how you're setting up the situation and that if you keep doing that, she's not going to want her hair done and she's going to fight it more because all she sees is hair gets done, dad gets frustrated. Mm. I don't want dad frustrated with me. It doesn't feel good. So I'll fight it. Exactly. And that just ties into so many situations. It's like if you get frustrated at bedtime, then that gets anchored to bedtime and then they fight bedtime more and then you get more frustrated. (laughs) It's like having obviously the awareness and everything that we have around so many different areas, but just listening to this podcast, you can start reflecting whether you have kids or not on, yeah, your your childhood or how you want to parent. And that's a big thing as well that I wanted to speak on was that it has been at times quite isolating and lonely to parent how we have and to make the choices that we have that have gone against the mainstream because I feel like with – from birth like from pregnancy to birth to parenting there's like this set pathway similar to school university job xyz in life there's this set pathway in all of these areas with children and birth and pregnancy and we haven't followed really any of them (laughs) and (laughs) and to do that has meant that most people didn't understand and there was a lot of disconnect that happened from people in our lives because they didn't understand what we were doing and didn't agree with it. And, you know, we've continued to stick with what felt right for us. And I suppose I wanted to share that because if you want to make choices for yourself that are aligned with you, that may mean that people won't understand. And in a sense, you need to be okay with that and that it's not their life, it's not their child. If you feel that it's right for you, like this is where your connection with yourself and your trust in yourself is important because you're going to be the model for your child. And this was the last thing I wanted to speak to in this episode was how often I just think about how proud I am of the model that we are for Luna in every area of life and that we continue to be. 
in our relationship, in our communication, in our dynamic as partners, yeah. in how we parent her and how we speak to her and how we treat her and respect her, in our health. Yeah, that's a big one. In our overall health, in our careers and in our decisions that we make in life, in our relationships with ourselves and the trust we have in ourselves and how we want to continue expanding and deepening that and just in every area. Yeah. And it shows because we, we are just so fixated on, you know, if something's not working, like if there's not a cog that's turning smoothly, we're just like, okay, we need to find what's causing this and then we need to put a solution in place yeah. ASAP. And I mean, it shows up with Luna because she's like, if something's not working for her, she'll find a solution. Mm. Like she is a great problem solver and she, yeah, she's so independent in that sense because we've both shown her our independence as individuals, like by ourselves and, and in our relationship where it's like, if something's not working, we're just like, okay, cool. Let's, let's uh, take that part out and replace it with this part. Mm. Oh, now it's going smoothly. And Luna will tell us, she'll either communicate it to <laughs> us or yeah, she'll, uh, she'll figure it out herself. And that's been, it's been so good to watch her do that. Like one of the most fulfilling things is just watching her figure something out. Mm. Like it's just, I just love her curiosity and her, like, yeah, again, like the trust she has in herself to be able to just, do things and figure it out yeah. herself and if she doesn't know how to do it she'll just look at me and be like daddy and like all right let me have a look or she'll be yeah. like mummy and then you just have a look and it's like oh this is how you do it and then we show her a couple of times and she's like oh that's how you do it and then she just yeah. does her thing and as well the letting go which i've taken into our life overall but the letting go of how we think things need to be whether that's in an activity she's doing and it's like letting her have the freedom to build the blocks how she wants or make the what we see as mistakes it's like that's discovery if you want them to do it the set way how you think it's always done that doesn't allow openness and that's mm. the same with our relationship our parenting and life there's just these set ways that people do things that actually doesn't work for a lot of people but they just don't step out of that because it's like oh that's how things are that's how this person did it. it's how my parents did it that's how my friend does it and there's in the sense that fear of stepping out of that and the unknown mm. but when you do that it just opens up so much new space and it's so deeply fulfilling outside anything to just be living so well it's such a buzzword in a sense but so authentically yeah. in who you are and how you want to live your life even if that's not how most people do it it just feels so beautiful and I go to bed every night and just think wow like I'm so thankful to myself and how I do things and how we do things yeah. and I don't think I'd be able to say that if I let myself be swayed by other people or by the fear of what other people think of how we do things because we get judgments all the time, all the time. on yeah whether it's Many whether it's things. at the playground yeah. in the shops by family or friends or whatever not so much anymore necessarily but you know hmm. i think that's that's an indicator of us just having so much willingness to stick with what we know we want to do and like mm. yeah sticking to what we know is authentic for us or heart-centered for us or whatever and it's like 
yeah, there was a period where we felt super isolated. We didn't feel like we had many friends or anything like that. And then, but now we're, <laughs> we're really, we've got a really good tribe around us now. Like, mm. and that just shows that, yeah, some people might not understand and that's fine. If you stick with it, you will eventually find people that do understand mm. you and are really supportive of your decisions and are asking you what you're going to do next and mm. are so curious about yeah. it. And that's what we've got now. Like, yeah, we've spoken about people making comments a lot in this episode, but at the same time, it's very prevalent in the last few months where we've just had so many people show so much support to what we're doing and to Luna and just so much love for her and just like everyone, we, the people we've got around us now are just so much like us yeah. and that just speaks volumes to the decisions we've made over the last 19 months mm. since luna since luna's been here and it's it's really starting to show its benefits now and yeah like you just said i'm just so 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 grateful that we've stuck to it and mm. we'll continue to stick to it for the rest of luna's life yeah yeah i think that's the big thing is when you first start off something or when you're making these new decisions, there's going to be that turbulence in a sense. And it can sound really harsh, but it's just the truth in that the people around you or that you meet are really going to decide to, you know, come with you in that journey and that pathway and to support you in that or not. And sometimes it does mean falling away, but sticking in it in the turbulence and realizing it's not going to always be there and that, in doing that, you will attract and meet new people that you didn't even know were out there. You might feel alone and like you're the only person making that decision or doing things that way because you're stepping out of the norm of what you were in before and then stepping into a whole different space where you meet everyone that's doing what you thought no one did. And you're like, wow, there's all these people out here that are doing the same thing that I didn't even know existed. And then you feel less alone and you feel more supported in what you're doing and that you are, you know not doing the right thing, but that you're not crazy because that's how it can feel at times because of our biology as humans and being an outcast from the tribe and, you know, feeling like you're going to die because you've been pushed out in a sense because you're different and you'll meet people and you'll no longer feel different or you'll see you're different as amazing. Exactly. Yeah. So hopefully whether this ties in for you in parenting or just in life in general hopefully you've gotten a bunch of whether it's inside or inspiration or yeah anything out of this thank you for listening thank you for joining me jacob my absolute pleasure and yeah i'll see you on the next podcast episode bye bye (laughs) 